Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. So happy to be here with you today on the last week of Couples Month. How does it go by so fast? I love it so much, and then all of a sudden it's over. But I am so, so happy about this last week of shows. I think you're going to love them too. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torn Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his new album, Citizen of Heaven. Okay, so today on the show is one of my favorite favorite dudes, Propaganda, one of the best rappers out there right now, and his wife, Dr. Alma Zaragoza Petty. She's amazing as well. Y'all are going to love this conversation. Now, I want to give a little mini BFF heads up that this may be an episode that you want to listen to uh, without your kids before you listen with your kids. There's a couple of spots of language and a couple of um, adult conversations about being married. And so I just think it'd be better if you had a little heads up about that. But man, I am stoked for y'all to hear this conversation. I have not smiled this big after finishing recording a show in a long time. Prop and Alma are just amazing. So here we go. Propaganda and his wife, Dr. Alma. Thank y'all for making time to do this. Alma, your day off. You're so kind to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a day off today, which is great. And then I just get to do other fun things when I don't have not working my nine to five. So it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Will you talk a little bit about what your nine to five is? Because I think it's so rad. <laughs> yeah. So I actually, you know, went to school a lot. So I, <laughs> I really, I I've really done liked, a lot of the school. I've How much a, school do you do? A lot. A lot. A lot of school. <laughs> So I am an education expert of sorts. I have focused on uh, retention of first-gen low-income students, which basically means that I am really aware of some of the factors that impact students who are from first-generation low-income backgrounds as they try to gain access to universities and just continue their education. So... I work for a nonprofit and I mentor about, I think there's like 50 students right now that I'm mentoring. And I also really like research. So I'm doing a lot of just behind the scenes, like basically proving that we are actually doing our work through like, right. you know, all that fun assessment outcome stuff, which, I mean, if you don't know about that stuff, it's boring and you probably don't want to hear it. Unless you're into it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> place. Unless you're into yeah, it, then it's like, say, wow, we right were able place, to measure guys. this. Like, you know, so. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I um I used to teach elementary school in my former life before I was doing this. Yeah. And so all things education and all things retention are incredibly interesting to me. Oh, good. Yay. Yeah, we're all educators yeah, then because Jason is also, has, also has a background yeah. in education. So Taught high school six years. So I know you all get it. But Did you? you know. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, Robbie, dude. You taught for six years? Six years, high schoolers, ninth grade. Your oh, favorite. my gosh. How old are they now? Oh, uh, these fools are like. Are they in their 20s? Nah, some of them, I think, just turned, are in their 30s now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my oldest. So I taught fourth and fifth grade, and my oldest ones were 10 in 2003. So they're they're almost 30. Yeah, Dang. they're in their late 20s. Wow. Yeah, Dang. it's crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, nah, these so fools. Uh, one of them, one of the craziest stories was like I was booking, I think it was two albums ago, I was booking a uh, booking a tour, some tour dates and stuff like that. And when we got into the California sort of wing of the the booking, um, I saw on the bottom of one of the emails, because I got CC'd and them trying to get the room, and I recognized the name. I was like, did that say Adrian uh-uh. Parker? And I was like, 
oh my god adrian's the buyer for this venue it was what he was one of my freshmen i was like oh he has a job god. now i was like oh my god you work in the so i i'd like tell i've stayed pretty good friends with him because i wore i taught at a high school for the arts so i texted him directly like adrian that's me trying to book the ninth he was like oh my god yeah. Mr. i got you it was so crazy <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Petty, I, I've got it worked out for you. Don't yes. worry. <laughs> Don't trip. Just give me an A. <laughs> um, okay. Let, will y'all back me up a little bit? I have so many fun things I want y'all to talk about, but will you tell me how y'all met? This whole month of February is couples. And so Aww. I would love for y'all to tell us how you met. That's cute. Oh, uh, okay. Well, the question is, whose version of the story do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. No, both, I think both. over the years they've gotten kind of they've, similar. They've meshed. <laughs> they've meshed a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. How long have y'all been married now? Ten, Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We uh. So the, we both have first the first time we met each other. Different stories, like yeah. when we remember. Oh. So I remember her at this event in Long Beach called Park Jam, um, which was just like this like Sunday, citywide like potluck, cool DJs, dance circles, like safe for the whole family. Super just it was just a dope like hip hop you know community event. Which is when we first met. It's just not the first time I saw you. Yeah. That's so, why we have a different story. Okay. Yeah. So that was my oh, first time. Okay. I was like, and I, at the time, I'm showing up with, with, a for, with my girlfriend at the time. You know what I'm saying? So oh, whoops. <laughs> for me, I was just like, oh, she's fine. Okay. Don't look at her. Like, you know, did you see her from a distance or did you see her like no, she was, y'all were in the same small group? Talking? Mutual friends. It was all mutual friends. They right. all okay. sort of like hung out together. We all had a gang of mutual friends. All you know, so she had been around for a while and she was just one of, you know, one of my homegirls, homegirls and was just like, damn, she she fine. Like, let me, yeah. let me, let me keep my distance, you know? And, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. And then maybe it was like two years later, two, three years later that like I actually hit on her at a new year's Eve party. <laughs> oh my gosh. Two or three years later. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Tell yeah. your part though. So I do remember that day and I was actually entertaining my one year old <laughs> at the time. Yeah, wow, I was literally yeah. like picnic style on the floor with like my, you know, with Luna, the, our oldest. I had actually seen him before, though, because one of my college uh, friends invited me to a poetry lounge. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. So I ended up going and I saw him for the first time on stage. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, who is this beautiful man that's on stage right now? <laughs> oh, wow. And so it was very much, as you could tell, we're like very deep. So it's all about like. Yeah, it was our, like, she's actually, hot. <laughs> He's hot. Yeah. <laughs> We're all about the deep stuff in our relationship. <laughs> no, that matters. I saw someone the other day asking a friend of mine who does like a Q&A on Instagram, what if I'm not attracted to the person? And you're like, yeah, that's got to be there. Yeah. It doesn't have not to be work, the only fam. thing, like, but it's yeah. got to be there. Some kind of chemistry has to be there physically. Yo. Whether I, it's like yeah. you're attracted to them or you just like very comfortable, something. Something's yeah, that's something, be there. even if it's like, yo, their personality makes them gorgeous, like whatever it is, that's yeah. some point you gotta she's gotta ring your bell you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah that's right that's we right agree with that so, alma when was your timing compared to when the story prop told was you was that before it was about 
because we didn't in my timeline we didn't start dating until <laughs> four years after we've met like so because oh, i crap. saw you almost like a yeah. whole year before that yeah and i remember yeah. thinking oh he's really cute but then you know i had to go home because i had an infant <laughs> yeah <laughs> right right <laughs> so i was like yeah i gotta go home and you know take care of my baby and stuff or i don't know what the timeline is but yeah. either way like i remember i just wouldn't be a late night kind of person like i that was just not something i was like into at that time and so I don't know that w- I think we like briefly saw each other, but it was dark. So I don't yeah. even, I think that's why maybe he doesn't remember or and I don't remember if we got introduced, but I just remember thinking like, oh, OK, this guy, he's like really talented and he's really cute. You know, he's really cute. And then my friends are like, oh, yeah, that's so and so's girlfriend. I was like, oh, OK. I mean, so and so's boyfriend. I was like, oh, OK, never, <laughs> never mind. I'm not Dude, yeah. I'm going to keep all, right. all of these uh thoughts to myself. I'm not going to stir up any drama. So I never even told my friend, yeah. my best friend uh, at the time. Like that I thought this of him and, you know, whatever. So yeah. it was kind of interesting later. Yeah. And now I'm going, okay, this this girl finishing UCLA, she about to go on to grad school and counseling. I'm like, yeah, nah, that's, that's you, you're, you're swinging way above your league, bro. Right. Like just wow. play it low, homie. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay. So prop, then you see her and then it's three years until you see her again. Like- Talk no. to me about because how many of my single friends are listening going like, oh, my gosh, I thought I'd never see that guy again. And I did just run into him. Like, yeah, totally. Talk about the providence of that. Oh, totally. No, I'd see her here and there like a different just yeah. like I said, because we were all mutual friends. So I see her at parties yeah. and just being like, you know, do, using the whole like youth group evangelical, like bounce your eyes, bro. Bounce your eyes. Don't don't. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, like just totally trying to like don't stare, you know. Oh, um, my gosh. But uh <laughs> Yeah, but so I'd see her here and there, and then finally, like, Providence, yo, so here's the best part of the story, that, like, (laughs) I was coming home from tour, I was dumped for the guy I was touring with, so... Oh my gosh. I was dumped for the guy I was touring with, Uh, I was getting evicted out of my apartment, right? Uh, Wow. And for no fault of my own, you know, but I was getting evicted. I was, Annie, I was $1,100 overdraft in my bank <laughs> oh, account because pop, the tour flopped and, yeah. and I got dumped on it. So oh at this gosh. point, it's my homeboy's backyard. It's a New Year's Eve party. At this point, like my friends are just roasting me because of like my ex and I can't believe you stay with yeah. her so long. And how does fool, you the only one with a college degree out of all of us. And look at your situation, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm getting roasted. And at this point, you're just like, look, man, I got nothing to lose, man. Pull me another Hennessy. Like, uh-huh. I'm just going to shoot my shot, dog. Like, you know, so right. instead of like just getting in and like going along with like them, like roasting my ex and cracking jokes and stuff like that. I was like, man, yeah. I'm just going to play it low. I'm not going to talk bad about her. Y'all could crack the jokes. Meanwhile... I'm single now. What's up with Alma though? Like, yo, uh-huh. what, you, what you doing these days? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I just right. was like, I and I hate to say this to your single friends, but like low key was a lot of liquid courage. Like I took, <laughs> yeah. I was, I would probably <laughs> wouldn't normally like hit on her, but like I had a few in me and I was so, it couldn't get worse. Like I was, I was about to have to move right. in with my dad and you know, and I right. was like broke. So I was like, well, What's going to happen is she's going to say no because this is just my life right now. 
you know? Uh-huh, right. <laughs> but you just like walked right up because you were a little bit braver than normal. Absolutely. Yeah. And you didn't say no, Alma, because you were like, yeah, I've been looking at you for four years. I actually did not even register at that day because that day, what's so interesting is that I almost didn't go to that party. I was I literally pulled over right. at a gas station and I was like, OK, do I go back to my ex right now or do I go to this <gasps> lame church party that I was just invited to? <laughs> and I literally was like, <laughs> it was like literally the beginning of me, like even like knowing what like Christianity was and like my own faith evolving and like figuring all that out. So I remember thinking, like, who does a party at a church on New Year's Eve and then invites me? And then their church friends are going to get together afterwards. That sounds really lame to me right now. <laughs> so I actually right. like wasn't even going to the going to go to the party. I ended up going. Obviously, that same night I ended up being like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Like God just used that night in general for other stuff, and was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. this is it!" I think I'm, you know, like this is all kind of sounds like what I think I've been looking for, or whatever. So I just become like, I guess, Christian, literally like like an hour before (laughs) (laughs) moments. So the last thing I actually like under like I didn't even get him hitting on me at that point. That's at that time. It was like the time of MySpace. And I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, whatever. Just hit me up through MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) I didn't even think to like give him my number or anything. I was was so nervous to ask, too, because he actually didn't ask. So I never thought I, I saw it as hitting. He was playing it super safe. He was like, well, yeah. you know, I'm going to go up there in Oakland. I was living in Oakland at the time. And he was like, and I'm going to be part of this, like, a youth worker something, something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you work with youth, so maybe you might want to go to that. I was like, okay, cool, nerd. Yeah, try to hit her with a work thing just in case. You never know. Again, because, again, it's like, this is a friend circle. So if this don't work out, right, like. I got to see her again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because these uh-huh. are mutual friends. I'm not finna like just shoot this shot and then just like make it weird. Now, <laughs> now I got to ask every time we getting together, like, yo, is, is I'm going to be there? Cause I right. pretty much embarrassed myself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. The prop, that's like such a problem now because when people are hanging out in friend groups as youth groups encourage yeah. and they make these big old friend groups and then the, the dudes are scared or intimidated to ask the women out mm-hmm. because they don't want to bust up the friend group. Mm-hmm. Totally. At this point, What's I was the solution like, solution here? Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna risk it, but like, <laughs> calculated risk it, you know? <laughs> right. Okay. So calculated I just figured, risk is the answer. Yeah, and I just made it clear, like, hey, I'm gonna ask our another one of our mutual friends for your for your number a little later. Is that okay if I like uh-huh. ask her? And she was like, Yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> and I was like, totally out of it. Like, I was like, dope. You know, so here's the best part. So then, when I call, since she didn't have oh, my yeah. phone number, I called, and that was hilarious. She answered the phone like, "Fool, I will murder you." She was just like, "Hello." I was like, "Oh, Who is this? crap!" Right? Like, yo, this is this is Jason's prop. Like, um, you know, we we talked at the New Year's Eve. Like, I don't, you know, what I'm saying. And she was like, okay. And I was like, oh. Uh, oh, you said okay. <laughs> is everything all right? And it was because I have an area code. Oh, is everything all right? Yes. Like, I'll explain right now why. Yeah, so, so tell her why you was heated. <laughs> so number one, the only number with that area code that I knew was an ex's number. 
Okay. And so I was like, oh, this dude is not just trying to call me when I got my life together. I'm Christian now. Right. <laughs> you know, just all right. those thoughts just running through my head. And I was just like, oh, heck no. So I'm like, of course, instead of like not answering like a normal person, <laughs> I answered and was like super like furious like what do you want like kind of like vibes you know and i was just yeah yeah, and the only reason i said okay at one point was because i was like oh shoot like like oh wait wrong guy abort abort (laughs) (laughs) by yourself right so you're like recalculating in your head and that's just what came out of your mouth yes exactly and also at the time i was living with my ex-boyfriend and i was Ah, like i need to go into another room and not make it sound like i'm talking to a dude right now she flirting with a new dude (laughs) oh right (laughs) look which by the way i just want to clarify we were not together anymore i was living with my (laughs) ex-boyfriend at the time he was my ex-boyfriend as well they was already split yeah he needed to leave and he wasn't leaving it was all bad so yeah yeah <laughs> i didn't yeah. feel bad at all and i was like wow. i don't care fool i don't know him right <laughs> i don't, I don't know, know that, that guy so yeah basically, <laughs> you know basically like super healthy stuff happening <laughs> in the beginning of yeah. our relationship yeah. <laughs> yeah so let this be a lesson to all your little christian listeners go ahead and date secular girls <laughs> <laughs> You never know. <laughs> That's so bad. You never know what the Lord's doing. You may be our first person to encourage missionary dating, but all right. I know, right? I'll, I'll send the email hey, straight to there's you. There's no such be thing fine. as being unevenly yoked, guys. It's I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. Just Rob. kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it is one of those. I, I love all these stories. We've been getting them all month. I love these stories because you just never know when the person you meet is gonna matter. Yeah. And when it's, and I, I had a similar thing, Alma, not long ago, where a guy asked for my phone number and I was like, oh, yeah, our friend can just connect us. And I was like, Annie, you idiot. He's asking <laughs> for your phone number. I was yes. like, or I can, I, here, I've got my phone right here. I can just go ahead and do it right here. I was like, you are the biggest dummy. <laughs> and the hey, I just, yeah. what that dude my brain thought wasn't in, his in that head mode right at all. Oh, I did prop. I did. I was like, yeah, let our buddy just connect us. Yes. Oh, poor guy. He was probably like, womp, so womp. Never mind. Damn it. I know. I know. I fixed Damn it in the it. moment. I fixed it in the moment. Yeah. How long after y'all started really dating until it got serious? Oh, immediately. <laughs> yeah, really. It got serious Yeah, because there's a kid involved. Yeah. And you live in two different cities. So that kind of changes things, right? So we right? were long distance dating yeah. for 11 months before we got married. Uh, we were also, um, I was 28 at the time. It was like, yeah, we were like 28, 28 and 30. So like 30. Right. So older. Yeah, yeah. I had a three-year-old already. I was like very, like, I think I was at a, in a time in my life where I kind of knew what I wanted. I had been in relationships and had learned a lot about what I didn't want and then also like thought about more of what I did want and I realized being with Jason was like super easy and that's something that I always like when I mentor people uh in my life like I'm always like you know it shouldn't be hard especially the first few months it should Mm -hmm. be like all about respect and like people not getting butthurt because you're like asking for certain things like that's if they're already yeah. showing those signs like that's not good yeah and, it's, I, and yeah. I think with, with us like in the beginning it was so easy it felt like I was I mean it sounds kind of gross but not in that way it sounded like it, it felt like I was hanging out with my brother and sister who like I get along mm. with great you know yeah and it just felt yeah. so easy and like oh this isn't dramatic you're not like flipping out because I'm just like asking to do this or yeah you know like I was just right. It just wasn't hard. Yeah, we both were kind of like gun shy because of like, you know, like anybody because you're 
your past relationships, your comparisons and stuff like that, like I'm expecting her to be so much more passive aggressive than she actually was, you know, so I kept trying to like mm. read into what she's saying and she was like, I'm saying what I'm saying. <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, word. So you so you said what you meant. Okay. okay, That's great. You know, and um, like that's new for me. That's new. Like, I ain't got to figure it out. Like, figure out what, Jason? Like this, what I'm I'm, I'm telling you what I'm, you know, so it and it's like it's going to get hard later. But what the hard part is, is like you dealing with your own sort of trauma issues and stuff like that. It's not like. And usually what's happening is like that person is sort of grading against stuff that you probably needed to deal with anyway. So it's like, That's so right. that kind of hard is different. But these, like this part, I was just like, for us, it was like, oh, nah, it's a no brainer. Like, this is it. I just don't know what the hell I'm doing. So yeah. the hard part was learning how to do this. But we were in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The people were in place. It was the thing you were building. You didn't know how to build. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So to our friends who are, I mean, I'm just thinking about my friends that are like me that are dating, but aren't necessarily dating the person they're going to marry. Yeah. Alma, you're so right that it does not have to be hard at the beginning. I say that to younger men and women all the time. I'm like, it just shouldn't be this hard. You've only known her six weeks. Yeah. Right. Like it just, so when is that point? Cause to me, a lot of times the, the real, like rubbing up against of the hard stuff in your life comes along when it's actually love. Versus mm-hmm. liking. When's the line when you start going like, hey, it's okay that it's hard now because y'all are deep enough in this? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think, yeah, like, my, it's crazy. Like, my dad hasn't given me a ton of good advice, but the few that he has have been uh-huh. like, damn, that's laser precision good. And yeah, what he did say was like, I kind of asked him that same question, like, man, like, at some point, something just kind of clicked over and I was just kind of like, man, I'm in, you know, like, and I don't know what that is or why that happened or when it happened. And my dad goes, son, if I knew I'd write a book and be a billionaire, he was like, <laughs> wow. we would not be sitting in yeah. this house right now. I don't know what to tell you. You just know. I know people say that. I know it sounds stupid, mm. but I don't know what to tell you. You just know. And he's I know, like, prop, that's I, that's I want to believe that, but I haven't experienced that clearly. I didn't either. That's what I was trying to say. So yeah. I'm like waiting for the I'm waiting for the, especially like you got a little bit of Christian history in you. You waiting for like the Holy Spirit to break open the sky and the dove to ascend. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I'm like, that ain't happened. It was just like this. And it wasn't like a it's not like a yeah, it's not like this, like, you know, mountaintop experience type thing. It was just one of those like huh for me it was just one of those like huh yeah I, yeah this yeah. is it you know like yeah. and and you know what's crazy is like the more the couples i know that were like look dude there was a trillion reasons why we probably shouldn't have done this but i don't know what to tell you we was just like yeah this is it you know, their experience is so much different than like the people that are like, hey, well, you know, love is sort of a choice and you you pray and you seek yeah. counseling and you ask your friends and then you just you ask your pat and then you just sort of decide to be obedient to the call. I'm just like, but y'all don't seem happy, though. <laughs> Like, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But could you barely keep your hands off of him or no? That's like, what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where I was just like, this yeah. is, 
Yo, why are let me tell you how you know how long our engagement was is about three hours. Like <laughs> we That's how bad we couldn't keep our hands that, off. We each couldn't other. keep our hands off I each know. other. We was like, let's get married today, homie. All right. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean we could have a yeah, whole episode on how that was also. Thing. <laughs> that that's I don't know if I don't know if you want to follow our advice on that one either. Like but uh <laughs> Yeah, we wouldn't say go and do this because we definitely have had to work real hard at stuff. We had to go probably yeah. cross a few lines, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. well, we're here now, 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's right, that's yeah. right. But you made it. I mean, so, talk to me about that commitment. I mean, 10 years in and y'all have two kids together and then one one other daughter. How many daughters y'all Other have? way around. Well, two kids all together. Two kids total. Yeah. yeah, both daughters. Got it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. both daughters. One from scratch. And so what's the other? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one from scratch. Yeah. What's the um? What's the secret? How we stay together in like in a world that feels so different than fifty years ago? Mm. What's the work of staying together? Yeah, I think for me because I was actually you know I mentioned earlier like I didn't even really come to faith till very uh like a little later in my. 20s for a really long time i actually never wanted to get married i had been proposed to in the past and i had said no and i was just kind of running away from like getting married know that (laughs) somebody proposed to you (laughs) oh my bad keep going (laughs) uh look that's not what this is about say about that (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah and i just i'm just letting y'all sort this out i'm just recording Hold on real quick, Andy. We'll call you back. No, just play. <laughs> <laughs> no we, uh, I actually never wanted to get married because growing up, I never saw like marriage like modeled well. And I remember thinking, wow. wow, I really want to avoid that altogether because it sounds it looks it looks and sounds awful. <laughs> and that was my yeah. idea of marriage. And I think God just had to do like a lot of work with me around that. I, even through the years being married and realizing like what, what, you know, helping me to define what that is for me and how we work together as a team, yeah. which I feel like has become like the, the thing that has helped us to like stay together this long for me anyway. But yeah, I think it took me a long time to be open to marriage. That's part of why we kind of eloped. Cause I was like, I don't want to have a big wedding. Like I just never, I was never that kid that was like, I can't wait to get married. And this is what my dress is going to be like and fantasize about those things. I never um, thought about that ever. And so when things came around, I was like, I'm going to do this how I want to do it if I'm going to do it. And I don't want a big wedding. If we're going to get married, why are we? Let's go get married before I change my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. You're like, you are lock this down right now. Shaky (laughs) ground. And I was like, yeah. And I actually was just talking to a coworker earlier this week about that. I was like, yeah, I almost didn't get married because I remember thinking like, do we really need to do that? Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then I just realized like, wow, if I wouldn't have done that, I think I would have, I think I would have let my just immaturity like walk out on this relationship so many times <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> because yeah. I just feared commitment for a really long time. And intimacy, I think it was really hard for me to really be intimate with others because of the ways that I saw relationships play out in my childhood. And I was like, marriage is awful, you know. And so Mm. I've had to do like a lot of work around that to really show up in this relationship and be intentional and nurture like our intimacy and just, you know, um, just our bond. Yeah. It's a trip, man, because I mean, like, I know there's no formula. I know that, like, 
there's the part of me that where it clicked into like, okay, I like her because of, you know, thing A, B, C, D, and E. And then like, I kind of don't like F and G, H and I, but then I'll mm-hmm. tolerate J. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like, there was this whole like thing in my head that it was like, I love her in terms of these parts, right? And then at some point, it clicked into like, man, I just love her, like all of it, you know, ups, downs. Yeah. And I couldn't point at anything in particular to say, that's what I love about her. It was just, I just love her. And then finally, it in, it, it evolved into like, and I love this. Like, so uh, I love, I love right. her and I love this. So I like, I I want this. And it's like, I mean, having a realistic view of like even myself where it's like, okay, there are considerably more handsome men in the world than I am. There, You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's plenty of guys that she probably goes just, if we're talking in terms of aesthetics that like that man is more handsome than my husband, that's fine. Mm. But he ain't got this, you know what I'm saying? So it's like- Right. So that's kind of what I, I, for me, it's like, it's that, like, I fell in love with all of it. Like, even the sucky parts, like, I love all of yeah. it. So if that's the case, it's like, yo, this is, this is just where we are. And this is what I want. And you take all the pieces that go with it. And I'm just going to do my best and do my part in making this as amazing as it can be. Yeah, I had a, a friend give me some advice in my last relationship where I was kind of asking, like, how do I do this? And he said, Annie, what you and this guy have created, no one else has ever created. Yes. And so you can get advice, but y'all have made something. This relationship is something that is similar to other people's because it's a man and a woman. And yeah. there are these things that are similar, but but it, it is very different than what anybody else has created. And he said the same thing. He said, and you might fall in love with the thing y'all have made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it being that relationship. And, and that is, and he, he was, as we were talking about where the relationship was going, he was like, that can end up being part of what makes marriage right is you go, man, this thing we've built is so beautiful that Absolutely. you're contributing to and I'm contributing to that I don't want to walk away from this thing either. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's real, man. Like, uh, so Alma does know this, but like, I was engaged before <laughs> her, you know. Um, <laughs> At a at some point and was kind of oscillating back and forth. It was one of those like like the example I gave before where I was like, this is an act of discipline and obedience. Like at the end of yeah. the day, where I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not like really, I'm not really geeked on it. You know what I'm saying? It was just yeah. like I just feel like I should do this because I'm a man of integrity and I gave my word and yada yada. Right. So all the wrong answers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. what. My mom said to me was like, hey, after every after everybody goes home, after all the parties, after all of the reception, when everybody everybody's gonna go home to their own house and it's gonna be you and her. Everybody's gonna go home to their own house. Are you okay? Are you are you happy when everyone else goes home and it's just you and her? Can you still be happy? And I had to answer, I did one of the hardest decisions of my life, but I had to be like, no, I won't be happy. Yeah. This yeah. this ain't it, you know? And it's like, 
of course, it's like if you make me hash out like stuff that irritated me about her, yada, yada, she could probably hash. She probably got a big laundry. I don't know where she is now, but she probably got a big laundry list, too. You know, but at the end of the day, man, everybody got a list. You know what I'm saying? Of course, there's a list of stuff that there's a list of stuff that irritate Alma about me now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, it's not the list. It's like you said, it's just like, am I do I think that this thing we built is worth me laying myself down for? And do I think she would do the same? And the truth is like, nah, if it's not, look, if it's not there, it's not there. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, okay, well then cool. Then enjoy yourself <laughs> with this dating right. thing you're doing. Just have fun then. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. don't put all that pressure on you. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Prop and Alma to tell you about our friends over at Pine Cove. Are you looking for a place where your child can unplug from all the electronics and distractions and experience true connection and community? Pine Cove is a Christ-centered, others-focused, and seriously fun summer camp where kids not only have epic outdoor adventures through zip lines and horseback riding and water blobs, but also are invested in by amazing Jesus-loving college staff, are free to be themselves, and meet lifelong friends. They even have some day camps available through church partners across the southeastern United States. At Pine Cove Youth Camps, Family Camps, and Day Camps, your child will learn the gospel in a variety of ways and be equipped to approach life with a what-can-I-do-to-be-helpful attitude. They believe in having a ton of fun, but it is more than that. Through hilarious skits and silly camp names and wildly exciting activities, Pine Cove cultivates a sense of adventure in shy kiddos and helps others overcome personal fears and challenges, all while increasing problem-solving skills and self-awareness. They have a fun and engaging college summer staff who are positive Christian role models and mentors to campers. Their influence reaches far beyond camp and your child will feel so seen and known and loved. So check out their website for locations. It was so fun because after we talked about Pine Cove last time, I got two different text messages from friends who grew up going to Pine Cove and how much they loved it. And that is what I always hear. Every day marks one day closer to summer and what could be the most impactful week of your child's life. Register now to get in on an affordable monthly payment plan at pinecove.com. And if you use the code Annie250, you get $250 off for a first-time overnight youth camp registration. Make this the summer your child will remember forever. Remember, that's pinecove.com, and the code is Annie250 for $250 off. Today's show is also brought to us by our friend, the Enneagram Coach. Y'all know I love Beth McCord. As y'all know, we love talking about the Enneagram around here. And Beth McCord, your Enneagram coach, is a good friend of the pod. This week, registration for Beth's signature online course, Become an Enneagram Coach, is open. This is a deep dive into the gospel-centric Enneagram and how to use it to coach others. As I've said many times, the Enneagram is a great tool, but it's the gospel that brings the transformation. So whether you want to become a full-time Enneagram coach or do it as a side hustle, the Become an Enneagram Coach course will train and equip you because learning about the types is just the first layer of the Enneagram. The Become an Enneagram Coach course can be completed in as little as 12 weeks, but you can take it at your own pace. And starting on Monday the 24th, that's today, Beth will be hosting free webinars to give you a chance to learn more, ask questions, and see if this is the next step on your personal and professional journey. This course closes this Friday, February 28th, and it won't be open again for months, so you do not want to miss this opportunity. The best part? Your Enneagram coach is giving my friends a great discount. Just use the code THATSOUNDSFUN at checkout, and you get $200 off the course. Man, we're making some big discounts today. Learn more and sign up for a free webinar with Beth McCord at yourenneagramcoach.com slash B-E-C. 
like becoming an Enneagram coach, B-E-C. And if you've listened to the show after enrollment closes on February 28th, don't worry. You can sign up to be notified next time it opens later in this year. And in the meantime, check out all of Beth's gospel-centric courses, best-selling books, and other growth resources to continue your personal and spiritual growth journey. And now back to the show. Alma, what is, I mean, I'm just thinking about my friends who are listening, faith friends or non-faith friends who are in a relationship and they're like, we're fine. We live together or we are, you know, what, why is getting married the right next answer? Why is marriage important even if you're already in the relationship and you're happy? Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me, because of the way that I saw marriage as this like uh, really scary thing. I re- I just remember thinking like I don't like I don't want to I don't I didn't want to be a part of it right because it was scary but mm. then part of me was also like but if I ever do like I'm serious you know uh, like it means that yeah. I really like I'm committed forever because that's how much I don't want it <laughs> you know because it was right. like the, the idea of that was what's was scary for me and so to me it kind of allowed me I think well I mean besides the fact that I think not having like an out was something that to me was very uh, important. I think for at that point, like uh-huh. I wanted to be able to, if, you know, if we were going to do this um, and, you know, we were going to try to this marriage thing, then to me, that was the ultimate, like, I cannot just leave when I'm upset. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just, I just had yeah. a track record of being like, bye. I don't, you know, like, I don't like this conversation. So <laughs> So I'm, I'm yeah, leaving. Yeah. So real. And just had, yeah. I mean, even in our own relationship, you know, it was really hard for me to not be selfish because I had lived independently for so long. You know, I had my own child at the time. I had been maybe on my own since I was like, I don't know, tw- like 18, 20, 19, uh, yeah. like through college and just never went back home. So I just, I was just like, wow, I, I really don't want that again. You know, like, I don't want to have to feel like I'm trapped again, because that's kind of what I associated with marriage. So I think it just took a lot of work for me to realize that to finally then say, I must really value marriage if I'm putting this much weight on it. I, yeah, it must be yeah. that for me, it means a big deal, because I don't want it to be a temporary thing. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so I just kind of had to realize it, that to to say, okay, well, given that like do i feel like i could do this with with him right now and yeah and i felt at that time that yeah i i could you know and it was the first time even though i had been proposed to in the past that i felt like yeah i could see myself with him like for a really long time if not forever (laughs) you know i think that's how i thought about it back then and then over the years i think what marriage has done that i don't know that just being with someone, living with someone would have done uh, is this commitment and this bond that we have made, like has now made it so that even though I want to walk out sometimes or just be upset or, you know, get my way or whatever, where I've had to actually really like dig dig deeper into like what is going on with me and Mm. why is this coming out in me right now? And, and what is actually something that I can learn from this moment? And I feel like right, I've had it's so more much like pers- I don't get to leave. So yeah. I just have to learn. So now I have to learn. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not get my way all the time, which makes me feel like I've grown so much as a person not having yeah. that option, you know, 
I know it probably sounds really like <laughs> like bad almost, especially if you're like super anti-marriage now, you know, like in listening to this. But um, I think that's for me, that's what what happened. It ended yeah. up realizing like, oh, it's almost like when you have a baby, like putting your life down for that person, like where you're like mm-hmm. self trying to be selfless, trying to learn that other perspective as hard as it sounds and as like maybe as much as I'm disagreeing with it, like not mm-hmm. just saying, well, you know, this is the way that it is and that's yeah. it, you know. And and so it, in some senses, it's almost like if, you know, if you are in that place already, if you're able to do that without marriage, then I could see how this doesn't sound any like anything special, you know. Yeah. But for me mm-hmm. and my story, like I it's almost like marriage needed to be redeemed through like that, ex- you know, through the actual experience of marriage. And I realized like, oh, it doesn't have to be that way. I can create this beautiful thing with this person and we can have our own idea of what that means. Yeah. Pastor Scott Sauls was on a couple of years ago and I was asking him, why do you not leave a church when things get hard at the church? Like, why do you Mm. not just get a new one? That's a good point. And he said, when you stay, when things get hard is when you grow up. Yep. Yeah. I have literally gone through that as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There's like, there's the part of me that goes the need to have something to appeal to to be held accountable to that's outside of just me and her you know and our Mm -hmm. willpower to stick into something like just that Uh have something outside of us that's like no you're committed to that thing that makes me turn back home i know like you know without getting into somebody else's business but like when my when my parents were like my parents are split you know my dad's remarried this is you know i split when i was in high school but like when they were going through their time i mean i found this out later like my dad was the one that was like all right i'm out i'm just gonna go you know go stay with my mom's crash on my mom's couch for a little bit so he went to my grandma's house and my grandmother was like you have one week like you can stay here for a week and then you need to you need to go back home, you know, and just mm-hmm. that voice that's like, that's going to turn you back around and be like, no, you need to go face this because it's not only it's what you need to do. It's because it's really what you want. You actually do want this yes. to work. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But just somebody to come remind you of that, that like this is there. And and with the willingness to stick with it and stick by it and fight through it, like it's dope. And and I'm not saying that to shame anybody who's like I said, my parents split. I'm not doing that to shame anybody that you know decided, man, this yeah. we did our best. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It didn't work. Okay, word. That was you know that was your journey. I'm just saying for us, it was like, I, like like Alma said, like having that extra sort of. And I, I don't want to. I know the term is so like has so much baggage to it baggage to it but like yeah we held we held the 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 vow is sacred you know what i'm saying which is yeah, a little yeah. more than just being like all right this was fun i really love her i just don't have the fight in me to fight this through you know what i'm saying having something yeah. outside of me makes me go no find it and maybe and 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 it just sparks such human flourishing like and and for yeah. selfish reasons i know i'm a better person because I that's what w- I was going to ask you, Prop, is how are you different because of this thing you've committed to that's outside of you? Oh, my gosh. Like <laughs> yeah. there's I I sometimes sometimes I'm sitting on a plane traveling kind of like marveling at some of the conclusions I might draw or like doing my own people watching and how I was like, 
the thoughts that cross my mind over certain things being like, yo, before Alma, this is not the conclusion I would have drawn. You know, this is wow. not the first thing I would have gone to. I, I personally feel like I have, I mean, as an artist, I feel like I write better. You know, I feel like I can empathize better. You know what I'm saying? But just ultimately, I just like, I'm just, I just feel like I'm a better human. I'm just a more patient, yeah. you know, more understanding, yeah. more attentive. You know what I'm saying? And the humility in in the sense of like, admitting when not from like a like I, I used to always like consider myself pretty humble and, and teachable but it was with sort of a martyr's kind of attitude like you know look at me look how humble I am oh I'm taking this L uh -huh. you know what I'm saying um because <laughs> yeah. you're so important look at me being selfless you know what I'm saying um but I think in this like really it forces you to ask like the really difficult questions of yourself and take those L's and then at the same time when you do that work, positive in the work that you've done, looking at your partner and going, okay, I've done this work and I still think you were, you treated me unfairly. And, uh, and right. there is no like, it's not a tit for tat situation. It's like, I want this to work. Mm -hmm. You just stepped on my, my, my windpipe, my air here, and we need to resolve this. Not with any art or vengeance but just really let's make the human relationship work you know what i'm saying right, um right. which also was a skill i never had i didn't know how to tell somebody like yo you hurt me without being like okay let's fight now you know what i'm saying <laughs> right or and i'm out yeah right yeah you're a scumbag f you i'm gone you know what i'm saying or right. less fight, right. you know, like right. so. No, right. he's definitely more of a fighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the beginning of our relationship, he's the one that was like, "No, we're gonna talk about this." I'm like, "Bye." Yeah, I'm like, "No, no, yeah. no, 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 sit right here, stick this out. I'm gonna show you I'm right." Yeah. Right, right. It's amazing. I feel like in our lives, we've heard people say, "I'm so different because of the person I married." Like, yeah, like she's changed me or he's changed me. But I like that you're going like. It's not only Alma that's changed me and Alma, it's not only prop that's changed you, it's the thing y'all have built that's mm -hmm. changed yes. you. That yeah. is just a different that is a different take that should make people hurry to get in relationships that make them <laughs> better people, right? I mean, at the end of the day, dog, like I'm just like I feel like I'm a better human. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also, I also was as you were saying that I I was reminded of just our friendship relationships too. And like the patterns too that you have with your friendship group, mm -hmm. and how those play out, you know, even like the like the good, the bad, and the ugly. How awesome of like opportunities are those are for you to also learn about yourself, right? You know, because right. I think I've learned a lot from my friends as well. Like, and they've changed me, like for sure. You know, like and yeah. that hasn't happened. You know, it wasn't a romantic relationship, but I remember. Like at one point, one of my closest friends being like, yeah, you never call me. I don't know if you know that, but like if we ever hang out, it's because I'm I'm chasing you. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was so wow, like, yeah. are you serious? And I was like, wait a minute. I don't call or She's text right. anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I expect <laughs> others to do wow. it to me, you know, and like chase yeah. me around. 
I was just very self selfish, uh, as you could tell. But um, uh, no, but it was I, and great. also I think you need to give yourself a little grace because probably also you're a doctor who's very busy. <laughs> oh, this a was lot pre people, all that. So no, this was way yeah. before this was like, all that. Like, this was also just like, my you youth. got such good boundaries with your time. I'm like, girl, I I do not. I'm not surprised if your friends don't feel like you text because you are you are a lot going on, which I'm impressed. Yeah, with. I don't know anyone that has. We talked about this before we recorded, but I don't know anybody that has better boundaries. Then, then Alma, he like yeah. I was. I cracked the joke. Like even with me, like I'll have alerts that popped up on my calendar that say check in Alma and Jason. And I'm like, wait, who put this on the calendar? I was like, I'm gonna put it on the calendar for us to call. Dang, ten o'clock Tuesday. That's when I can talk to my wife. All right. Okay, there it is. You can talk to me in time. That's just our intentional boundaries. Yeah. Don't talk about. Look, we have stuff we gotta tell you. Talk about it then. Hey, you want to? <laughs> do you miss true. me? Okay, cool. That's Between twelve fifteen and twelve forty four. You're just being a jerk now. <laughs> not true. <laughs> I mean, but I guess you'd have to do that as well because with the Red Couch Podcast and the other projects y'all work. No, on, that's what it is. There, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what you have to meet that's about. That's what the check-in is about. It's about like, what is happening to you this week? I have no idea. Let me tell you what I'm doing this week. Uh, you know, and so yeah. it'll, it'll be like an update of like, for the forecast of the week, like he's gone on Tuesday. Oh, we got to tell we got to tell our kids. Let's not forget to like tell them. <laughs> it's like right, one of those right, check-ins right. where we're like, hey, everyone needs to know this. Rally up. Huddle you know, up. Huddle yeah. up. Yeah. 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 How old are y'all's kids now? 14 and four. Okay. Oh my yeah. gosh. You have like starting high school and starting elementary school at the Basically, same time. Yes. Just about. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. My gosh, you guys. Yeah. Okay. So how's that changed y'all as a relationship? The thing y'all built that we've been talking about, how has that changed with two daughters? I can speak specifically from a, from a, like a, a, a male perspective Yeah. in this particular thing. I've had, I had two sisters growing up. I, you know, I had my mom. So I didn't have, of course, I have my own like toxic understandings of manhood and womanhood that like were there. But sure. because of the environment I was in, it's I don't think I have such an extreme case as like some other men. Um, sure. But uh, I think I had sort of this like the woman's world is worthy of respect and honor and mystery and I should just sort of stay out of it. You know what I'm saying? So like right. when when it was like essentially like when my daughters, for both of them, one of them, she's not there yet, but when the other one started uh -huh. like sort of sprouting hair in certain places or like starting uh -huh. to develop curves, it was like, okay, dad's done giving you a bath. Whatever happens in the bathroom <laughs> is none of my business. Like I just, yeah, I'm not a part of that. Now. Don't include me. That's sacred for y'all. I don't want to know. Uh -huh. That's y'all stuff. You know what I'm saying? Not like, ew, that's gross, but just like, no, that's your space. I don't need to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then, but I, but my, my oldest, like, like in a lot of ways, not knowing those boundaries, like wanted me to be a part of her development as she's growing up as a girl. Mm. Like she wanted me to be a part of it. And I fought yeah. so hard and Alma took that as like, you're not interested, you're not engaged, you don't want to support us, right? And it was hard for me to understand because I was like, like there was one time they had this, this like, can I tell the story when all the, all the homegirls was over here 
and y'all was talking about your stuff, and then I went into the room and left y'all. <laughs> you just did. I just told it. So, uh, <laughs> but, but we can still cut it. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like, so there was this day, like, you know, they all of like, you know, it's like the mother hens, like just all the aunties and uh-huh. homies all kind of came over, and they were just talking about their, you know. When they got their first, you know, womanlies and color period, yeah. Okay, we'll just yeah, 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 there. Yeah. As you see, I'm still dancing around it. Like they got their first, like it's, I know, you know, they and got. knows about this. You can say okay, it. Okay, okay. When they got their <laughs> menstruation and um, all of their sort of like practices around like cramps and stuff and like different like brands to use and all these things. Uh-huh. And for me, it's not that I was grossed out. I mean, I kind of was, but I wasn't like, uh-huh. I wasn't fully grossed out. I was just like, I have nothing to add to this conversation. And I feel like, right. and I feel like I shouldn't know this about my wife's friends, you know? Uh-huh. So I was like, uh-huh. I'm just going to leave. So I just went to the room and was like, this is none of my business. And then, so after everybody was over, like, I'm like, man, Alma had a long talk because she kind of took offense in the sense of like, yeah. You're abandoning us. You're not interested, you know, and, you know, this is kind of like reminding me of some of my own childhood, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And what it what I learned, what I'm all that to say, what I learned was like, I guess there I play more of a role than I thought I did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. that there's a role of support that I feel like not just in just the the socio emotional development of my daughter but even in the perception that my wife has for her own womanhood you know what i'm saying oh and, what it meant for you to pull out on that conversation yes even for you alma yeah, yes like wow. and i didn't like i didn't because in my mind i thought that i was doing something to honor them mm-hmm. i was like Yo, right. this is y'all's space. I you don't need the male gaze right now. Let me go ahead and get out of it. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And but that was like that because I I just that's what I thought you were supposed to do. Like that moment changed so much of me as to far as like so then I thought about like straight like breastfeeding and like all of these yeah. things that I feel like it's just none of my business. Like I don't have an opinion mm-hmm. at all. It's just none of my business. You know what I'm saying? To be like well, mm-hmm. no, like you are a human. This is part of the experience, you know, yeah. be here with us. Right. My other thought is, man, there's got to be some families that, that the daughters would feel really honored if the dad does step out of that conversation and give the relationship with mom. So it's, it sounds like, number one, it's a communication thing. Yeah, I think a lot of it was a communication thing, like just kind of knowing where we stood. I think it, at that time, as it was unfolding, yeah, we were both learning where we stood. Like I had no idea yeah. that his parents, his mom, and his do- and his sister, like maybe kept this behind closed doors. Like I grew up right. taking like in, like in an environment where I co-slept with my parents up until my teens. I co-showered with my parents uh-huh. up until I'm until like my early like preteens and it was like normal (laughs) to us we were just very open i saw my mom naked up until the age of like until i left home like she would like if she was home she would like walk to her room get dressed i would be like knock she'd be like come in she'd be like butt naked and she'd be like getting dressed (laughs) and i would be like no what's that and i'm like oh yeah that's my c-section from when i had you because you're big you know and they had to cut me open Uh uh uh-huh And then I was like, oh, cool. Oh, am I going to, is that what I'm going to look like when I grow up? Like with all those like little like stretch marks everywhere? Like, yep, this is like what you're going to look like, you know, like, 
depending on how your body responds to like pregnancy and just like your weight fluctuation. Like a lot of women have stretch marks. And I was like, cool, cool. So then I just learned, like, I didn't realize that this was like not a normal thing. I would be like, <laughs> did you put on a towel? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and even to this day, like, we kind of crack jokes about how free I am, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> around the house and i think part of it i know it's because we also only have daughters and i do wonder sometimes like how that dynamic would have changed growing up if for instance like it wasn't all daughters right like if i had a son like when would i have been like okay you don't need to see all of mama's goods you know like yeah i need to like give myself like show some like privacy and honoring of our bodies or whatever but with my mom like i think because we were so close to her my dad was usually at work he just like worked so much growing up you know, and like my brother just wasn't interested. Like he would just kind of be like elsewhere. I never mm. realized like, oh, this is like, that's just how I grew up. Like most families, a lot of families are not this kind of close <laughs> to their no, families. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So yeah, it was just really interesting. Yeah, we had to like this, like really understand that like, okay, she feels like, you know, be a part of us. Yeah. I felt like, I thought I was honoring you. So we mm-hmm. had to like yeah. really have that like communication yeah. cleared up. Yeah. And yeah, it's and still also, like, okay. Yeah, I was just going to add. And also um, my dad was also very involved when my men's he started. Like he would actually go uh-huh. to the store, grab our pads. We'd tell him which ones. We all had different ones or sometimes we had the same ones, like depending on yeah. what we needed. And he knew exactly. He knew exactly what we wore. He was like, no, those are the ones for your sister. Like, oh, these are the ones for your mom, right? And he was just so oh, wow. attuned to like that stuff, you know? I'm not going to say that that was like oh, wow. true for all of the, <laughs> all the of rest like of the, the rest, womanhood. The rest yeah. of like just womanhood <laughs> and just my uh, upbringing. But that's something that I saw and really valued about them. Yeah. Yeah, it would just seem like over and over, again, I'm the least married here, but it would seem like over and over <laughs> in relationship, what happened in your house as you're growing up is what you expect in the house when you're grown up. Mm-hmm. And that's two different people bringing two different full. I mean, y'all could not have had farther understandings of what was supposed to happen oh there than what you experienced. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, another big one is like uh, meals together, like growing up for like my whole family would sit down together and eat and talk like you just did not yeah. you never had the option to like not look at each other in each other's faces like it was like deep intimacy and now that i and now i realize you know which is uh-huh. something that it's hard even in like our own like relationship like in our own family to c- continue creating that and then and then right. to top it all off like it changes because jason uh works outside of the home right so when he does leave like it'll be just whatever mom is has kind of put in place, you know, barring those things that we have agreed to right. like do together. But, you know, it's mainly like how I like to generally do things. It's kind of what happens. And for when whenever I'm gone, it's whatever, you know, whatever he's used to and more comfortable with that happens. Yeah. And that's one yeah. of the things that I've realized with my girls uh, when he's gone. Like I, I sit down, have meals with them after work. And it's just like something they expect now, even when dad's here and Jason yeah. grew up really differently around his meals and like time together with family. Like he, w- they all used to like go to their rooms and like eat their meals separately. No, they didn't do that. Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought you said that's what you guys. No, we didn't do that. <laughs> we ate together on Sundays because oh. we black. So Sunday, <laughs> you know, we have a Sunday dinner. But during the right. week, 
it was like because everybody's schedule was so different. It was mm-hmm. like no, you didn't. Ex- there was no expectations of it during right, the week. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was like, okay. and during the week, like so my dad did most of the meals, cooking. Yeah. So it was less meals together. But nevertheless, like I think it was just yeah. something that we didn't even realize we were bringing into the relationship. Our expectations yeah. of like, hey, people eat together, they sit down, they communicate thoughts, and like just look at each other. You know, like it was just like this yeah. almost like idealized version of it too for me because i grew mm-hmm. up with that um yeah. and then just realizing like oh wait like why is it so hard for you to sit down and join us sometimes you know like i remember just yeah. getting frustrated about that and then i had to realize like oh i'm i'm starting to understand now like this is just not like something that was a priority growing up you know mm-hmm. yeah. like with us like you don't oh, eat your until your dad gets home you're like yeah. you just don't eat oh that's like, how we were too we didn't eat till my dad got home yeah, you, like, were, yeah you, you had dinner you with my dad like got like the home whole schedule around until everyone's together then you eat yeah oh uh, yeah. yeah now yeah. now because it's like because <laughs> our parents our our schedules fluctuated so much like i think that's another thing too like that was different like we me and my sister were six years apart so like it would be like my dad worked at six. Sometimes he worked like six a.m. to two p.m. So he was home. Other times he would work, you know, a four to ten p.m. So he wasn't home. It was just like we couldn't count on that. And then my sister had track practice, or I had basketball. So our schedules were. We were living such different schedules. The only time we knew we were all going to be in one place was Sundays. So that was like why for right. us. We do you 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 can't wait like who knows you know what I'm saying like right. you know, I'm ten years old my sister's sixteen she may not come home you know what I'm saying yeah, that's right. so she don't come right. home she's like she's spending night at her home girl house I'm not finna you know what I'm saying like now nah. <laughs> <I'm> hungry <laughs> did it feel like but did Sundays feel feel like enough for your family prop like did, like when you look back at your childhood you're like yeah we knew each other and we were together and oh we did were it feel yeah like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're for for. I mean, obviously, it's before like before my parents split, but like we were like, yeah, we was in there. Like that was like my yeah. sister for a long time was like that was my number one road dog. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, even if you didn't have to, because I think there's so many the scheduling thing has got to be hard that everybody's yeah. sitting down to eat, and some families are prioritizing it, and some families are finding other ways to yeah. get that time together. Yeah. I would guess. Just right now, like how we're prioritizing our kids by uh, putting the movie on so we can. Uh, why do you this. talk to me? I know. I'm I love sorry. it. No, nah, it's great. You, you don't understand. Fun. Sometimes it's like that movie is a gift. That's right. <laughs> Need a break. Technology wins like that. Yep. <laughs> Y'all have got to come back because I actually have like a thousand more questions. All right. But I feel like we've given everybody plenty to chew on for couples month. Y'all have given the best marriage advice, I think, of our whole month, by the way. Let's go. I love what y'all Dang, are teaching. High five. <laughs> We're yeah, high-fiving well. over here. <laughs> okay, good. I love it. And everybody should know, and most of my friends do, that they can get this from y'all as much as they want over on the red couch. That's right. Yep. It is. I, and Prop, you and I have talked about this offline a lot, but I love learning from y'all. And Aww. I'm just really grateful. You're, you are a kind teacher to people who are different. Than you mm-hmm. and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it as someone who's trying to learn and be better at loving people who are not just like me and didn't grow up like me and aren't the same color as me. Yeah, you are. Um, you are teaching me, and you're doing it in such a kind way. So thank y'all for your show. It, thank it you. is. I'm learning so much. Okay, so the last question we always ask you guys, because the show is called "That Sounds Fun." Tell me what you do for fun. 
Ooh. That's got to be part of this marriage. Story well, too. <laughs> y'all got to be having fun. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, sure. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> oh, sorry. I read for fun. <laughs> I don't know what all this laughing was about. I'm kind of curious to find out what, uh, uh, girl, what you, he's got in his mind. But. Oh, you need you know you know what I'm laughing about. <laughs> no, I. Mama, are you a fiction reader, a nonfiction reader, or is it just I'm anything? nonfiction. I love nonfiction. Okay. Although I also have read a lot of fiction. I like. Um, if I do go fiction, it really has to be like post-apocalyptic, like new world technology, okay. like total, like um, not necessarily science, but just like what's going to happen if the earth ain't here no more. Yeah. <laughs> right, <of> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, that's real depressing once I said it. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, feels good to read. I like it a lot. I'm like, yeah, just talk to me about people that don't exist right now. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Um, do you read every night, Alma? Are you like a, do you always I have a book going? I love to listen or? to Audible and I literally okay. love earning the badges on there. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, such a geek. Like I've. Yeah. If you gamify something with Alma, it's over. <laughs> yeah, same. Really listen. So same. I, I love it. I really it. enjoy doing that. I actually have a lot of fun when I get to do it. It's like a thing that just brings me joy to like, when I'm like, man, I got to listen to that today. It feels like. I got to do something fun. And I also really So tell like, me how you have time because there are so many mamas listening who have multiple kids. Ooh. They have jobs. They want everybody to eat dinner at the same time. Mm -hmm. How do you have time to listen to audio? Okay, so I, my commute to work, even if it's 15 minutes, okay. I put it on. If I'm having like a good day, other times it's my worship time when I need to come to Jesus again and just like cry, mm. ugly cry. <laughs> but when it's not that, yeah. I'm listening to a book. Um, okay. I'm also like sometimes in the shower, um, you know, just quick, quickly as I'm getting ready. Like I have those like phones, uh, like, you know, like the ones that just plug like yep. the wireless. Um, so I'm able to like move around and yep. do things sometimes when I'm like, uh, as I'm cooking or like washing dishes, doing chores, um, yeah. and my kids are, I mean, I'm already ignoring my kids anyway. Right. So Let's I'm like, go. so might as well like learn something while I'm doing it. <laughs> so, that's great. Good answer. That's how I find time. Yeah, people are just always trying to figure out how to find time to listen to podcasts and how to find time to listen to audiobooks. Look, where, whenever you're if ignoring I'm cooking your, or if I'm doing laundry, yes. whenever yeah. you're ignoring your kids already, do it then. If there's, <laughs> At least if there's learn. ever any moment of silence anywhere in your life, Fill it with no. a it. podcast. Or, I'm just I'm, kidding. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just kidding. No. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I do for fun. And I also like to like be pretty active. I, I love out. hiking, yeah. working out, getting my daily dose of endorphins to keep myself yeah. in a good place. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. I'm I more of a too. podcaster. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I just... Or deep dives. I like deep dive learning in stuff that is not in my field. Um, yeah. So like I did a nine hour dive into like the multiverse and like <laughs> dark oh, matter. Prop. Yeah. I love it so much. Yes. What are y'all? Do y'all know <laughs> your Enneagram numbers? What are your Enneagram numbers? <laughs> oh, I'm a three with a two wing and you just okay. found out you had a different number. Yeah. So I don't know if I believe in this anymore because <laughs> okay. I'm fine. a five. I'm a five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Prop, I would have leaned toward you having some five in you too with as much as you do love to research and deep dive. Maybe. But like but your threeness, I believe you. Yeah, the the three part is like because I want to I want to show off later. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what you learned? Yeah, dude, guess what I just learned? Yeah, 
<laughs> Prop, tell me some podcasts we're not listening to that we should start listening to. Oh my god, uh, behind the bastards for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I, don't, I haven't even heard of that one. Yeah, it's the tagline is everything you everything you don't know about history is worse people. So like, oh wow, you just take like a it's like a it's this like conflict <laughs> journalist and a comedian, and it's a different comedian oh, every time. Home run, and yeah. they just they just do deep dives into like so it's like if you're gonna talk about like Hitler, but talk about him like he's like Michael Scott, you know, from okay. like The Office. And it's just, yes. so it's hilarious and it's super informative, you know? Okay. So that's one. Uh, I just pulled out my phone and subscribed right now. Yup. Behind the Bastards for sure. Uh, that's another one I'm listening to that just um, cracks. Oh, you've been on it, Prop. You've been on Behind the Bastards. Oh, yeah. I was on yeah. one of them. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Your, I forgot your picture is on the page where you subscribe. Hey. Uh, and then Throughline. Throughline's okay. an NPR one that I love. What's it? Tell me more. Do you have a can yeah? You it's also pitch like it's also history learning kind of stuff, but not as funny. Okay. But it's like whatever's like headline is like happening. Like what are we talking about now in the zeitgeist? Like yeah. they'll do the backstory for it. So it's like God. yo, how did we get here? Here's the backstory. You know what I'm saying? And then like all the way up to now. So it's super. It's dope, man. It's like it's and it and uh, one thing I like about it is one is like the storytelling abilities which I'm also always fascinated with like Me people's too. ability to tell stories and then and it's just it's scored very well cuz I am still a musician yeah. so like yeah the and that matters yeah yep. what what it sounds like matters I agree with you um and we want everybody listening to the red couch podcast as for well for sure so that's the other one. Um, you guys, thank you so much for your time today. Y'all are just my favorites. I'm so grateful. Come back anytime. Prop, you know I want you guys on constantly. So Let's you just tell go. me when. <laughs> if there's anything, you're, if, whenever you got new music coming out, all that business, you just come on back. Can do. All right. Y'all go handle your children. Thank you. I appreciate y'all so much. Yeah, Talk to you girl. soon. Bye. Bye. All right. See y'all. Peace. Oh, friends, aren't they the best? Oh, my gosh. I just, I'm not kidding. I feel like we could do 100 episodes with Prop and Alma. I just like them so, so much. Listen, Prop is an incredible musician, an incredible lyricist. He is a poet, for real. So make sure you go and listen to his music. He had a new album recently come out with Derek Minor called Nothing But A Word, and it is awesome. So make sure you go listen to that and give them both a follow. Tell them thanks for being on the show and how much you appreciate it. Remember, their podcast is called The Red Couch Podcast with Propaganda and Alma, and I think you're really, really going to love it. It's Love Better Tour Week, you guys, so we are headed out. If you are anywhere near Fredericktown, Missouri, Benton, Arkansas, Austin, Texas, or Houston, Texas, I'm on my way. I hope I will see you there. Make sure you grab a ticket at CompassionLive.com. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same, and we will see you back here on Thursday. Y'all have a great week.